You're listening to the Global Sales Podcast, episode 11, with your host, Jason Cooper. This extraordinary, excellent episode, and I have to say that because, you know, every single episode is pretty good in my eyes anyway, because I get to speak to some phenomenal people. And uh, today, without further ado, is Bernardo Moya. I've been dying to uh, speak with him and I've uh, been following him for a good few years now. And uh, yeah, he's got an exceptional story to tell. So I'm very humbled and uh, I look forward for you liking and sharing this if you can. It'd be very much appreciative. You're in for a treat. Hey, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and wherever you are watching or listening to the Global Sales Leader Podcast, I'm your host, I'm a sales trainer coach, Um, I have a wonderful special guest, Uh, he's been around for a number of years and we're going to be speaking into some deep areas of his background and what he's doing today, so I'm I'm always very excited because I'm always very excited to speak to some wonderful people with an eclectic background. And he's also very intriguing. So I'd like to really sort of deep dive into his history. So, Bernardo, welcome. Thank you, Jason. Thank you. Well, I, I, I call some friends of mine very special. So I didn't know what that meant, but I'll take it as a compliment. I'm only joking. Yeah, yeah. Well, some of them are really special and some really of them are even special. more special than others. But uh, I, I, I'm also very intrigued with you because I've been following you a number of years. Um, like you have an eclectic background, an eclectic business background. So let's start with, uh, look, I, I've taken your bio from LinkedIn. So um, let's... You've got some wonderful website, thebestofyou.co, the best of you expo. That's a deep dive into that. And you have your own website. You're the founder of that. And your platform is really to help people with some essential skills, knowledge, and wonderful wisdom. And the way I look at this podcast, it's all about giving golden nuggets back to people so they can. Sh- it's all about sharing and learning with some wonderful knowledge that can help other people in their lives. That's the way I like to see it anyway. So that uh, you've you've trained and uh, you have uh, entrepreneurs like uh, um, Paul McKenna. I don't know. Oh, you can't actually see that in my in my shots. So let me just change my screen so you can see my backdrop a yeah. little bit. Better. So, um, yep, you've worked with Paul McKenna, uh, the legendary Richard Bandler, uh John Lavelle, all the experts in their field of psychology, neuro-linguistic programming, and lots of other different areas and wonderful areas. So, Bernardo, just give us a little bit of background about yourself and sort of your anchor points along the way, which made you the man of who you are today. Well, thank you, Jason. Um, it's actually it's the best you, not the best of you. I, I, I love it. A lot of people tend to add the offer. It can be the best of you, the best you can be. But the brand is is the best you. Um, best you. I do apologise. I had one of those songs in my head. It's fine. I, I people tend to add that. Uh, some people, but it's fine. It's it's all good. It's all about becoming the best version of yourself. And 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 it came from from the idea of of creating a platform that could help uh, you know connect all those great thinkers, authors, leaders, 
uh, together with those people that were seeking, looking for answers. You know, that's kind of where the best you came from. But look, my my background, um, I, I was brought, I was born in London, but brought up in, in Spain, in the south of Spain. Both of my parents Spanish, so, you know, I managed to keep the English language going. And I was, um, so I'm, I'm bilingual. I do consider myself Spanish in, in many ways, although my approach to business and might be English a little bit more than Spanish, but but I, I kind of, you know, brought up in, in, in Spain. I've always been very entrepreneurial. My dad, unfortunately, passed away when, you know, I was 15. And so I've always had that sense of responsibility even before that. And and, and that's just been part of who I am. I've always had that, that spirit and that idea of, of being my own boss and, and managing my own future. I've worked for people, you know, I've, I've worked for quite a few people. I've done everything. I've been a DJ, worked in bars. I've been working oh. in a rental cars. You name it, I, I've done it, and um, and but I've always had that sense of being an entrepreneur. So my, my original background before my previous life, as I call it, I, I was in real estate, uh, pretty much doing anything and everything from timeshare, inviting people to oh, timeshare yeah. resorts, selling timeshare, running sales teams in, in timeshare, running big uh, developments with you know 100, 200 salespeople. So and then and then eventually I, I started developing, refurbishing, building redecorating and then selling international real estate. So I've, I've done pretty much anything and everything in, in real estate, but um, I, I kind of, what got me into into what I do today was was actually, funny enough, Paul McKenna's book, Change Your Life in Seven Days. Now, I, 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 I've, I've always, I, I've always been very interested in personal development. I read lot, lots of great books, you know, Rich Dad, Paul Dad, uh, Robert Kiyosaki and, and Sharon yep. Lecter and Brian Tracy and, I used to listen to tapes of Jim Ron. I love Jim Ron. I've always oh, yeah. I still listen yeah. to him uh, still now, uh, and so many greats. But but NLP really got my attention, and that's what got me on on the path of saying, you know what, I want to learn more uh, about how to engage and communicate and build rapport because I thought I understood a new communication. That was I did a lot of sales training when I was young, a lot of sales training, uh, you know, by the Americans, you know, learning how to close and you know and oh, mirroring yeah. people and all that. Um, but you know, NLP really got my attention, and I wanted to learn more, do more, and that's it. I, I got I got hooked. I became a practitioner, master practitioner, a trainer, and then listen, I had an opportunity. You know, serendipity. I'm a great believer in that, and and I had the opportunity to to get involved in promoting them, and that was happening at the same time as my real estate company was literally going under with that big real estate bubble that I didn't believe. Uh, was that in the 2000 or was that in the yeah, uh, it, was, it, was, it was the 2000 yeah absolutely so it caught me in spain i had a i had a i had a fairly large real estate company and and, and i lost it all completely uh, for the second time and, and i wanted to do something different and that's how i got into into running promoting working events working with richard bandler working with paul McKenna. wow so you've done a huge amounts of learning and i'm very impressed by that and uh like i'm um, I think once you get onto the learning ladder, you get consumed by it, but it's also good to give it back as well. What were sort of the uh, anchor points along the way that made you went, bang, I've got to get into this a little bit more? What What was the thought process that you had? Well, to get into personal development? Yeah. Well, uh, first of all, I, I went into personal development because I, I did it selfishly, not selfishly, yes. It was really because I wanted to get my team to become better communicators. And, and I thought that NLP was going to give me the skills that I needed. So I really mm -hmm. did it for them, for me, but for them. And I wanted to teach them kind of the skills to, to bring me more sales. 
and, yeah, um, yeah. and and but then I was standing in the middle of the room day two day three I'm 35 37 and I'm thinking oh my god why am I learning these skills now this is absolutely ridiculous so yeah. uh, that's it I, I knew instantly at the end of day seven when I finished my practitioner that I wanted to I wanted to get involved in the personal development world personally I wanted to become an author I wanted to write books I wanted to do something with a bit more meaning plus also my real estate was literally going down you know, so my everything that I owned was literally disappearing underneath my feet. So, I, it, what made me get into what I needed? Food, hunger, need. You know, that that's what got me. I mean, I, it was a tough decision. I mean, my my family and I we were living in Spain. I had a lovely house, and I commuted for the first three years from from London to wow. to Spain, uh, from from Spain to London. And I and I worked literally Monday to Thursday in London, and flew back on on a Friday, and I did that for three years. Sometimes I would spend more time in London. Sometimes they flew over. It was very, very tough. And I left my kids when they were 15 and, and, and yeah. you know, probably an age when they needed me most. So, you know, kind of like it, it was a tough call, but it's the call I had to make. But it was my passion. I think, um, you know, once I knew the the power of NLP and, and I understood, you know, how necessary personal professional growth is and how important it is to continue to learn, you know, I, I thought, well, you know, I want to continue to do this. And obviously working with Richard Banner and Paul McKenna and, you know, I think, in total, over the 10, 11 years, I put NLP Life Training on the map. I mean, Richard Bandler was already on the map. I'm not going to take any credit for it, but I did position him globally. I mean, you know, my, my company, NLP Life Training, is is was the largest NLP training organization in the world. We, we did much bigger events than he did in the U.S. himself, you know, so kind of we we really put NLP. We were, we've been flying people from all over the world to, to do his trainings. I think 25,000 people in total I, I put through through his uh, seminars and events and all sorts of events. But, you know, so learning from him, working with him, seeing the impact of personal development. But then again, I started identifying because NLP is about modeling excellence. I started identifying mm -hmm. that there's so much more to learn and so much more to present. So I came up with the idea of the best you, but the idea of the best you was based on the essence of NLP. It's not an NLP company, but it's based on the, you know, it's based on the essence of NLP, the study of excellence, how to, mm -hmm. how to successful people do what they do and what are those and how do they do it? So then, you know, I, I literally created this brand with the intention of having hundreds of speakers, not promoting two or three like I was doing with Richard and Paul and John. I wanted to have hundreds. And and and, and if I look backwards now, which makes it look easy and simple, uh, you know, so far, I think it's a thousand speakers I've promoted, 70,000 people have attended all the best you expos that we've done and everything else. So, you know, kind of we I've done a few things, I think, in these last 10 years. You've done a couple of things there, and uh, I love the way of modeling excellence. But by the sound of it, you sound like a, a naturally gifted salesperson. But you've you've actually put a lot of work in being successful. And what are the the key elements of a success in in sales? Because you're basically fundamentally you're selling your um, your your platform you're selling uh, other areas of exhibitions when we when we used to have exhibitions uh, uh before this COVID stuff that went along so you you've obviously worked hard at that so what really makes a sort of a gifted sales leader and a salesperson that has that success behind it because you've obviously got something there i can see the halo above your head <laughs> thank you look uh, i i think i think it's 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 uh it's self-belief uh and obviously you know, being a visionary and being a visionary means that, you know, you have to visualize it, 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 For me, it was a big word. 
it started people calling me a leader and a visionary and i thought oh my god who are they talking about you know but but the the bottom line is is that you know a visionary is someone that that can visualize and i've always visualized very well nlp has helped me to visualize even bigger and and to make bigger pictures and to understand the importance of making big pictures in order to you know for them to push and attract you but it's it is about simply self-belief and 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 working very hard working Mm -hmm. very hard and and being able to reset you know i think i think a lot of times people you know, I, I can't tell you how many companies I've set up in my life. I can't tell you how many times I've failed in my life. I can't tell you how many times I've had days where I wanted to, like, dig myself in a hole and never come out again. But, you know, I've always that sense of, of, you know, of that, of the quote, I think, which is, is all about, you know, kind of every dark night brings you a, a, a nice and beautiful, bright morning. And, and that's what I've done every day that I've had a really bad, terrible day. I've got up in the morning ready to fight again i've always had this picture in my mind of being rambo you know where i put the knife in my mouth <laughs> and just go out there and i'm gonna go again you know because you have to keep going a lot of people give up yeah. too easily and, and 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 when they fail they they give up and and, and it's just yeah. part of the process you know there's no one day wonder you know uh, elon musk isn't a one day wonder that that man's been working very hard for many years bill gates um, yeah. warren buffett Everyone's put a lot of hours in, uh, and and there's a lot of people that expect you know things to happen overnight. No, you have to work hard. You have to be smart. And although I may be successful as far as I've built great brands and I've done great things, I don't consider myself a successful person. I consider myself someone that you know that kind of like I've always pushed the boundaries. My, my kids probably look at me. I, I say that you know they probably look at me like a lunatic. Like you know what is he up to now? What's the next project? But, you know, I would rather them look at me like that than look at me like someone that's sitting on my sofa and giving up on life because I'm 30, 40, 50, 60, and I don't think I've got anything else to contribute. you just got to keep going, believe in what you believe in, and don't let anyone tell you that you can't. Look, resilience and thinking of something new and incredible and interesting, and you've done that uh, um, uh, listening to your webinar just before Christmas. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm sure we'll touch on that in a few moments. But what really makes uh, a resilient person because uh, I coach people and all that, and sometimes you don't see it. it. You see it in them, but they don't see it in themselves. So what makes that resilient leader, that resilient person? And what was sort of the, I would say the secret source, but there's no secret source, but what makes people do what they do? Well, it, it actually, in, in my book, and I've been talking about resilience for a long time, and my book, the question is, uh, I talk about the three traits of success. And one of them is resilience. The second is is revolution, which is change, and the third is reinvention. So it's the three R's. I believe that they're absolutely essential. And I think, if anything, they're the three traits that people desperately need now in in this time in this period of that we're going through so much dramatic, drastic change in a very short period of time. I, I think people don't really realize. I know they do, probably, you know, but they don't really realize the change that is happening within a year would normally be yeah. the change that we would probably be seeing happening over 10 years, you know, over a decade. Oh, yeah. It's concentrated Absolutely. in one year. There are so many opportunities. And although it might be tough, you know, it's a, it's a great time to, 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 to really step up. So w- w- resilience is, is about, it is about that. It's about never giving up. I mean, I believe obviously one of the, the secret sources, and as you just pointed out quite rightly, is, is you know, some people don't see it themselves, is exactly, it's having a coach, you know. Everyone ideally needs a coach and a mentor, uh, you know, and if if you can't afford one, well, look, there's hundreds and thousands of them that 
you should be able to afford. But if not, you know, there's books, there's videos, there's all sorts of material there. You need someone that impart and pushes you, someone that believes in you, someone that can see the things that you can't see in yourself. And we all need it. You know, yeah. so the secret sauce, I think, is is and resilience is simply knowing that that there's more in you. And, and, and yes, you've had a bad day, but there's more in you. And it's and, and I talk about, you know, kind of when we look at how lucky we are, you know, in comparison to other people around the world. When you look at yeah. people that live in war zones, you know, that have to pick their family and, and, and get on a little rubber dinghy to cross the ocean, you know, to, to give them a, a future, you know, yeah. you have to go and find water. And you've got to walk like, you know, 10 miles or three miles to bring some water, you know, that. People have phenomenal resilience, and, and it's only when we're really pushed that we appreciate how strong and capable we are. But we don't have to wait for those moments when, when life pushes up. We just have to dig deep. And I think that that's kind of one of the key things. And then re revolution is change. I think people see change as a bad thing. Change is, is necessary, and, and it's a good thing. And then when people start reframing change as a good thing, oh, my God, this is so mm -hmm. amazing. What's going to happen? And, and you start looking at and you start asking yourself those empowering questions, which is what my book is all about. You know, what is the positive of this? You know, and you ask yourself empowering questions. And then reinvention is that it's never too late. I mean, you know, the the, the, the storybooks are full of people that reinvented themselves at 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, you know, and have started completely new careers and, and come out of nowhere. So yeah. I think those are the three traits that people need, I think, in order to stand out. I was thinking of uh, Con Colonel Sanders. Uh, I think it's KFC. The 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 he was uh, was he around about seventy when he was going out with his magic recipe for chicken wings and stuff like that. But he knocked on a thousand doors, so I remember reading somewhere. So That's again, true. it's never too late. The question I was actually thinking of while uh, you were speaking there, uh, when you were younger. Did you have a coach or did you have a mentor? Did you have someone that inspired you just to? just to go well that's what i want to be or did you have any help along the way well i'll be honest i mean i, I didn't really necessarily have a coach or a mentor when i was younger you know i i was always looking for those father figures so i i think i had that emptiness in my life because i, I was you know I've, I've always wanted a dad and and a lot of my partners or my bosses which were kind of you know could have been my dad i suppose i was yeah. looking for that so i i never really did i think i think if anything you know covertly or, in, or, 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 you know, having worked with Richard and having worked with Paul, I've become a modeler, I think. I think a lot of the stuff that I've learned with NLP was was modeling from the best and trying to learn the skills that I liked from people, that I identified from people that I, that I would want to be like. But I mean, I, I mean, my later part of my life, you know, one, one of my mentors was Sharon Lecter, uh, who was okay. kind of surreal because I, I, I had her book, you know, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which was so, I read it so many times and, and I remember reading that book, and all of a sudden she was my mentor. I was like, it was a very surreal moment. You know, I was working with her for a year. I've got her phone, and I've got everyone's phones nowadays. With people I used to read, <laughs> I've, got, I've got all their phone numbers now. So it's pretty surreal how life can change, you know, and, and how it can put you um, put you where you never thought you would be. I, 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 that's one thing that I wish I had as a kid. I wish I had a. a in my twenties rather than going off partying and doing this, that, and the other, but I wish I had a coach, someone that can mold me. I had an athletics coach that was a mentor of mine uh, when I was in Essex and uh, sort of shaped my head when I was running. So really sort of helped me with that at that particular age, but I wish I had a business mentor, which sort of will enable me to grow a little bit further on. But nowadays I think we're sport for choice. There's so yeah. many coaches out there. 
And so many, so, so many people. Uh, and and you look, I, I work with, I coach and mentor people. I get a lot of people that come and ask me, but I, I'm surprised how many, how few people ask me, and how many few people ask me, you know, would you work with me? Or I, I'm very, very surprised because, because you know, kind of, I mean, the advantage I think with kind of being coached or mentored with someone like myself is is I've got the platform. You know, I've got a magazine, I've got the online you online i've got the tv we've got events the expo you know we so i think i think a lot of the times people are trying to do things alone you know and i think that's one of the mistakes that, that a lot yeah. of people are just trying to do things alone i mean I, i've built my business and it's taken me years and years and years and years and millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars and 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 i kind of like you know when, when i'm looking at people trying to build their own brand and build their own build themselves they're trying to do it alone. I, I don't understand. It, it's, it's very difficult. I think, especially now, I think if anything's going to come from this is that power of partnerships, the power of, the power of collaborations, the power of working with yeah. each other, the power of you and I, maybe if we do something together, was going to obviously be half the, half the effort, half the work and double the profit, you know? And, and, and I think a lot of the times people are struggling uh, to ask for help when, mm -hmm. when they need it uh, or, or, or struggle to reach out. Uh, so yeah, absolutely. People should should go and find a coach or a mentor, and and you know find someone and then work with someone else. Yeah, I think I think that's uh, like I collaborate with a couple of other people, and that's really sort of helped me grow. And at the end of the phone as well, you just pick up the phone, and say, I'm, "I'm having a bit of a bad day. Let's have a talk about it. What do you think I should be doing?" And he said, "Oh yeah, well you do that and go. Just good to pick up the phone and go." Yeah. Either rant, I know we shouldn't be doing ranting, but you know, sometimes you're better out than in, and uh, at least it's out the way and uh, you can just move on from there. So, what do you think? Uh, how do you think sort of leaders and sales leaders in business are what elements can they do to effectively communicate with their teams now in this remote sphere? And I want to take it from your point of view as well. What can they do to what to communicate with, with communicate more effectively with their team? to build motivation to build sort of more empathy with their teams to really understand them and then for them to learn and then to sort of build that within their their communication with their customers as well yeah question yeah well i, th I think that i think the challenge is is and, and, and listen i'm guilty myself you know i'm uh, i coach and mentor a lot of times i don't necessarily give the love and attention to my team that i should or i would like to uh i i do always you know make sure that I that I give some of them or all of them my time when need be but but I think I think a lot of the times is is simply showing that you care you know an act of kindness you know I mean a, a, a kind word can go very very far you know very very far and and could probably buy the could probably buy you another year of loyalty you know just by saying the right things appreciating people and and asking them how are you you know it is important before we you get into business and i've discovered that over the year i've had so many so many so many great people working for me i've had so many great loyal people working for me uh, i've had mm. some people that haven't been great but but I, in general i have and a lot of the times i've 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 regretted not being um closer to them you know and, and it's in this in this in the sphere of the moment of working of the next event and you know kind of when you're in the event industry it's a very it's very intense it's it's, it's you know big goals, big targets, big numbers. So we don't really have a lot of time to rest. I mean, like, you know, I'm doing an expo in Miami virtually now and four weeks later, sorry, three weeks later, I've got one in London. So, you know, there's just wow. really no time to rest. We just do one and then we do another. But I, I, I do, I do, I am careful to, to make sure that I do say to people that I care, that I appreciate them, that I love them. 
and how amazing they are. You know, I think I think that goes a very it goes a very long way uh, in, in in building the, the necessary bridge to connect. Uh, Steve yeah. Alcott, said, in order to to understood first, you need to understand. You know, and, and I think you know you need to you need to build those bridges with your team, and then from then on, obviously, it's down to communication and strategy planning and and so on. Yeah, sometimes it's the the social element that people miss. Uh, and having that just chat for 10 minutes, you say uh, your meeting's at 3 and 2.45, you have 15 minutes talking about the weather and talking about uh, football or soccer or rugby or whatever else that inspires people to to have that sort of closeness and that connection, which people especially miss. Now, because, especially now because people are at home, you know, kind of like I'm at home, I'm on my own and and kind of, you know, I saw a human today when I went out for a little while just to get some water. What did they look like? Hmm? I said, what did they look like? Yeah, I know, I know. So so that's the thing. The thing is, is making sure, because a lot of people are alone, a lot of people don't actually necessarily have a family or because they have a family, they need to speak to someone that isn't a family. So I think communication is key now and supporting and being there for other people. So um, talking about other people, but also talking about um, innovation. So... I know that you've innovated. So how do you innovate? How do you sort of see the next thing? Because going on your um, uh, webinar just before Christmas, like you've, you've, maybe you've seen the vision and it's come to you and you're going, oh, let's do it. How, how do you do that? And what did you think when you actually did that? Because I'm, I'm really intrigued by that. Well, I, I think, I think um, I've always been an innovator when, I don't know. It's something that I've had since 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 my early age. I mean, my real estate company in Spain, and I'm talking I was 27, so oh my God, it's 27 years ago. My real estate company in Spain was the first real estate in Spain, and I think the second one in Europe that was doing video presentations with Foxtons. Foxtons was the wow. first company to do videos on their webpage. Well, we were doing video presentations in Spanish, English, and Russian. You know, I had my webpage translated in three languages. Uh, and we created our own our own software. It was not like now you go and buy a WordPress template. Uh, so you know, I, I think it's about for me. It's always a, it's been about reading. It's been mm -hmm. about reading and, and being informed. And um, and one of the regrets that I've had, which I've learned in my late life, is is to is to use my knowledge to invest. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I've been terrible at investing in the future. Because I've been so much in the now, and yeah. and and I I I'm older than Google, and I'm older than Amazon, and I'm older than all these others, and I saw them coming, and I never decided to invest in them, and I knew that they were going to be phenomenal game changers, um, in 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 the world and in the industry as they have been, and and so many others. So I think I think innovation is about reading. And, and becoming aware of, of the reality around you. I mean, you know, I know a lot of people using Zoom now. Well, I was using Zoom when Zoom came out. You know, so mm -hmm. you have to be current. You have to subscribe to newsletters. You have to read. You have to spend doing spending time on researching. And then you have to, based on on, on your expertise, your knowledge, and what you've done, because obviously there, there's a proven track record in what you've done. For example, for me, yeah. well, I've got a proven track record in in running events. Well, I realized. Pretty much instantly on my first virtual event, I knew that virtual events would never were, was never going to be anything like live events, and and the reason being is because I knew that anyone with a Zoom account or with a Facebook page 
has a license to run an event. <laughs> in yeah, the yeah. old days, you know, people like me, there was only like five or six companies in the world that would do an event with more than eight or 12,000 people like we used to do. There's only four yeah. or five. There wasn't that many. Tony Robbins, Success Resources, Mind Valley, myself, and a couple of others. That's it. But now anyone could do it. So when I did my, and obviously, you know, we would have 12, 15,000, but then 12, 15,000 wasn't a success. So when I did my first virtual event and I had 5,000 people be registered and a couple of thousand show up, for me, it wasn't good enough, but I instantly knew. I said, no, this is just not going to work. It's just not going to work. Mm -hmm. uh, and then kind of, um, I, I've obviously been looking into TV for quite some time. I, I've done the research, obviously, on Netflix. I've read a lot about Netflix. I've seen the growth of Netflix. I've seen Roku. I've seen Apple. I've seen Amazon, all these guys going into this. And, and obviously, I've seen the growth of the online industry, education mm -hmm. online, which has now obviously skyrocketed. So I thought, you know what, if I want to become a successful event promoter, I need to leave events and get into TV. Now, I'm not saying I won't go back into events, but I have no intention in getting into running big events for at least two, if not maybe three years. Two years, three years. Why? Because the mindset's not going to change anytime soon. Mm -hmm. You're going to struggle to get 10, 12, 15, 20,000 people in the room. And you know what? I'm not going to gamble on that. I'm sure people will, but at the moment yeah. they don't. And I think, and, and so I instantly saw that we have to adapt to the new reality. Yeah. And the new reality is, guess what? You might want me to come and attend your event online, but guess what? I'm going to have a cup of tea or I'm going to stay at home and watch my, you know, because there's a thousand events being on, on live right now, Facebook, Instagram, and everything else. So it's, it's about being on demand. So for me, I, I kind of, we instantly, I instantly knew that we needed to be innovators and, and that's why I kind of I'm, I'm taking the whole company now towards TV and, and being there on TV and becoming hopefully one of the leaders in the personal development world on television, on demand, letting people watch it live if they wanted to. But, you know, people don't watch television like we used to when, you know, you and I were like 14 or 15 or 16 when you, you have to be at six o'clock on Friday because it wasn't even a video player. You know, yep. you had to watch it there and then or you couldn't watch it. So it's innovation is about being reading being informed understanding the new realities and then making your own decisions and then following them through yeah no that's really good because you can really be static in this world and there's certain companies out there that you could buy get a video rent a video but they never blockbuster they never sort of innovated because they just had it in that mindset there that fixed mindset that things weren't going to change but then, uh, obviously, Netflix came along and sort of creeped underneath, and they saw the vision. And that's that's a good thing to do. So you have to pivot. And I think that's a wonderful thing that you've done. So tell me this. Uh, it's a question that I like to ask. If you had a magic pill uh, that transforms you and gave you a superpower for five minutes, what would you use it for? And how would you use it? Uh if I had a superpower for five minutes, five minutes, I don't want to give it for you forever. It's uh, oh, okay. Well, all right, then. Uh, well, it depends if you gave me time to plan, uh, because then you know I want to be maybe selfish and, and fly and, and and go up to the moon and have a look at the planet from from up there and come back down. But if I had a superpower, I think I, I would I would really want to I would really want to uh, with my superpower is ignite something in people's minds and in people's uh, heads that uh you know there's enough wealth in the world you know for all of us to live extremely well 
and yeah. for everyone to be educated and uh, and that there's no need for all this madness greed uh, buying possessions and owning things that that people have now you know i i think um i think what the world needs is that it, they, they need to appreciate that there's enough in on the planet that we don't need to, to kill each other we don't need to and, and love you know kind of with, with everything that i've done in personal development with all the people i've worked and with people i've promoted in all the subjects that i that i've helped people with i think ultimately it's, it's all about love you know i think i think kind of we we we're all we're all on this journey on rushing and running and trying and doing and being and and what we want is is, is to love and be loved you know ultimately that's what we want we don't want to be alone at home and we don't want to be dying alone and we don't want to be never loved by anyone we're always looking for that so you know everything else that in the middle and in the process of that is very superficial i i i've, I've gone through a lot of change in my life in the last uh, 12 years and and, I'm, and i've done a lot of change in this last couple of years and um, and one of the things that i've uh, i've I'm, 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 I'm it's actually happening to me and it's happened because I don't know, but the universe has thrown things at me <laughs> that I wasn't expecting. I, I've, I've gone very minimalistic as far as I've got very little clothes now. Actually, um, I had some stuff in the storage and, and well, basically they stole it. So pretty much all my possessions I had has gone. Uh, I, I, I I had some possessions with me because I was traveling around Europe on a motorbike, and but I lost some on the motorbike as well. I lost my shoes and stuff like that. So I have very few things now. And, and you know what? It's... it's uh, it's a beautiful thing, and I think, and I think that when reading and watching a lot of these documentaries around being minimalistic, mm -hmm. is that we that much, you know. And, and, and I, I, I experienced that and seen that with my mum. My mum passed away this year, which was well, I'm sorry to hear that. She passed away in January. It's nearly a year now. It's unbelievable, and it was very tough for me. But you know, my mum was one of those that loved to collect things, and, and she yeah. had so many things. And there she is. She's gone, and and all her possessions are left behind. She can't take anything with her. She couldn't take anything with her. And, and, and it's we're, we're all the same. So we collect and collect and collect. And yeah. we don't need it. And, and then it just doesn't help the environment. You know, we're just we're just literally killing the planet, you know, and, and we're, we're destroying the planet. So we really need to get our priorities right. So if I want the best you to become uh, the biggest brand in personal development, it's to educate people around the best you – First of all, you're you're obliged to become the best version of yourself, the yeah. best human yeah. being possible, because the best you will help create a better world, and 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 that's what it's all about. Personal professional growth has to be has to be what holds a flag of change, of really creating awareness of the important things in in life, and it isn't mm -hmm. money, and it isn't yeah, you're right, and it's feeding forward as well. So what the gifts that you're giving is feeding forward to someone else and feeding forward to someone else. That's exactly why I'm doing this. So I can hopefully feed forward some really wonderful golden nuggets of great knowledge that you've given and other people as well. But hopefully it will inspire other people to just do something, uh, do something like yourself or even go to your event or do something else like that. So look, I really, really appreciate giving your wonderful time in the beautiful sunshine of uh, South of Spain. I'm very jealous, but, uh, <laughs> but you know. Well, it's actually a little bit grey here today, but it's been beautiful for now. But, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, and uh, thank you very much. You've been listening to the Global Sales Leader Podcast with your host, Jason Cooper. If you want to find out more information, for the audio listeners, Bernardo, would you like to tell how they can find out more about yourself? 
No, I don't actually. No, Jason, I'm only joking. Yes, of course. <laughs> I said, oh, well done. You know, I'm only joking. Um, it's funny. You don't never have to tell an American that I love the Americans. Okay, guys, I love you all. But you never have to tell an American. They've always, they're, they're always quick there for the plug. Uh, and I'm terrible at that. But anyway, it's thebestyou.co, thebestyou.co.co. That's the brand. You can see all our portfolios and everything that we do. And the TV, the Best You Online, the Best You Expos. Uh, and then, yeah, my webpage is bernardo-moya.com. Uh, there's not a lot of Bernardo Moyes all over the bloody internet, excuse my French. And um, so, you know, but but I've got lots of resources and lots of things that we we give away and, and I'd love to help and support in any way that I can. So thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you. And thank you so much for today. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you for listening to the Global Sales Leader podcast with your host, Jason Cooper. If you like what you hear, there's plenty more of them like this uh, in the archive. So please check them out. If you really like it and you're on iTunes or whichever platform that you're listening to, please give a five-star rating. And if you really like it, please share it with your friends. It'd be very much appreciative. jcooper at jasoncooper.io if you want to email me or jasoncooper.io. Dot io if you want to check my website out as well.